The following podcast is not meant for children or for liberals, even though that's pretty much the same thing these days, but that's what we're here for. Somebody's got to keep these brats in line. Anyway, you've been warned. It's the right opinion. These days, our media's either incompetent or malevolent. They don't believe in heaven, but they acting like they haven't sent. Knowing the truth is way harder than telling it. We gotta work harder, gotta be more intelligent. Sometimes we just gotta grab a mic and start yelling shit. We're living in times when it's hard to stay relevant. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Boom. Welcome back, everybody, to The Right Opinion. I guess that's a welcome back to me, too. As per our usual arrangement, I owe you more episodes than I'm doing. I'm not doing them. Um, You guys are fulfilling your end of the bargain. If you're listening, I'm not because you don't have more to listen to. But, man, at least when I tell you stuff, you can pretty much almost always take it to the bank. Did I call it or did I call it? They went after the podcast. Not even fucking two weeks into 2022. And they not went, not only did they go after the podcast, they went after the podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. We're obviously going to talk about that as well as a couple of other things that have occurred since I last talked to you folks. I am, I can't, can't confirm it because I did not go get tested, but I'm fairly certain I am an Omicron survivor. Yes, I know. I know you guys were all really worried. You were all anxiously. I mean, frankly, if anyone who's young and healthy and unafraid like yours truly was going to die from this thing, it would be the person who kept and continuously running his mouth about the fact that he wasn't going to die. So, yeah, if you were nervous, can't say I blame you. Uh, Honestly, the way that my life works, usually I run my mouth until I hit a wall. And then I recover and I learn nothing from that experience and I continue to replicate that exact scenario over and over again. So um, it is just what it is. But uh, I, at least I guess I'm aware of it. Maybe I can, I don't know, I'm fucking, I, you know, I had a birthday, I'm like fucking, fucking 35 now. I'm, I'm probably not changing a whole lot at this point. I remember even maybe around my mid-20s, I, I turned to my dad and was like, Dad, you're an old guy. I'm going to be an old guy, hopefully, maybe, I don't know how old, we'll see, but nevertheless, I said, dad, you know, I'm like 25, 26 years old now, like, are fart jokes just like always going to be funny to me, no matter what, and he's like, yeah, if they're still funny to you at this point, they're probably going to be funny to you for the rest of your life, so here we are, uh, you know, men have a, have a difficulty maturing as it is, and then when you get to a certain point, when you, when you've matured physically but not quite mentally I think there's a certain threshold you cross where there's just no hope and that's where I find myself but my god I'm three minutes into this podcast I haven't actually introduced myself I of course am your not so humble host Harrison Bergeron this is the right opinion podcast you can find us at rightopinionpod.substack.com I think we're still on Podbean definitely on iTunes Google Play Amazon Play whatever they're calling those things we might be there we're definitely not on Spotify, like that's 100%, and I don't see them rolling out the welcome you know, wagon for me anytime soon. That said, uh, you could find me on the Twitter machine, at Right Opinion Pod, and also on Instagram, even though I'm hardly active there, but 
really this program and this brand, like the heavy lifting is done on the Twitter machine. So not only follow, but hit those notifications so you get my tweets as soon as I tweet them out. I know many of you do because, good Lord, the chances that you are just staring at your Twitter timeline and manage to respond to my tweets within 30 seconds every time, it's highly unlikely. So I can only assume you have notifications on for that. I thank you. And uh, like I said, kind of kind of doing the heavy lifting for the Right Opinion brand on there. As stuff comes out, I can instantaneously respond to it. And as liberals continue to smatter the, the interwebs with their stupidity, I'm there to point it out immediately. Like right there. Boom. Thank you, libs of TikTok, by the way. My God, there is a lot of stupid going on out there. And whoever is running that libs of TikTok campaign, I believe it is a young lady. Uh, and she recently kind of outed herself, I guess. So uh, hats off to her for being that brave to do that because <laughs> they're coming for her. Uh, but, I mean, what could they do to her that's any worse than what she does to herself? She inflicts this immense amount of liberal nonsense on herself by trolling through TikTok, which is just a bastion of intellectual, you know, dearth, really. There's just nothing there. If you're looking for any sort of intellectual content, Definitely don't go on TikTok, which is probably a Chinese spy app. All right, almost definitely. But TikTok is not only allowed. You can have your kids on there. You could do stupid dances. Everything's fine. But God forbid you should sit down with a doctor and a highly accredited, highly published doctor at that. Multiple doctors with said credentials and publications and ask them questions about you know, important things that are going on in the world, like, mm, I don't know, an active pandemic, then you're basically Hitler, as Joe Rogan found out recently uh, when <laughs> Neil Young, of all people, kicked this off. Keep on rocking in the free world, or you could keep on rocking in the world that maybe it's free if Neil Young approves, and in only those circumstances is that cool. Wouldn't have made quite a catchy song. I could see why he went with free world in the first place. But, folks, we live in a time where the, our children are naturally unrebellious, which I, which is great as a parent, frankly. I say this to my kid all the time. I'm like, I'm almost upset at how well-behaved you are because I was a fucking terror when I was your age. I can only imagine that there is an immense amount of karma due to me based on all of the pain and anguish I inflicted upon my parents. I'd much prefer if my daughter, you know, started on that road sooner rather than later. You know, she's like 13. I'd rather her get into some trouble now than in five years when it, you know, makes it onto your permanent record sort of deal, right? So, I, you know, but parents have a, have an easy go of it because kids are not nearly as rebellious as they used to be. And maybe that's because the artists that they listen to and enjoy the art thereof, they aren't rebellious. We now have rock stars. Keep on rocking in the free world calling for censorship, and then gaslighting people by pretending that they're not calling for censorship. If you're asking for Joe Rogan to be removed from Spotify, you are asking for him to be censored. Now, between me, you, and Joe, and and the folks from Spotify who definitely aren't listening, if Joe gets canned or fired by Spotify, there's probably a very good chance that he's going to still get paid the entirety of the $100 million that they owe him, and he's going to be able to take the Joe Rogan brand independent make just as much, if not more money, because he won't have to really split it with many parties, certainly not giant platforms like Spotify, and uh, he's going to be a real monster. You think Joe Rogan is, uh, you know, an alt-right 
conservative Trumpian blah blah blah, even though he's like uber liberal <laughs> and endorsed Bernie Sanders for president last time around. Um, if you think he's bad now, go ahead, keep poking that bear, get him kicked off Spotify and unchain him. I have a feeling Joe Rogan can can be much more of a thorn in the side of the of the left and the mainstream than he currently is. And the number way to number one way to ensure that that happens is to get him kicked off of Spotify and send him out on his own. I mean, granted, there'll be companies lining up left and right to sign this guy, even with the controversy. Because let, let's face it, right at the end of the day, why did Spotify stand by Joe Rogan? It's not because they agree with Joe Rogan. I can assure you of that. It's because Joe Rogan is what's keeping Spotify afloat. They handed him $100 million because they want his listenership. All 11 million viewers and listeners per episode, whereas our you know mainstream media, even Fox News, can maybe scrape together a million, you know, a million point two listeners per episode on their primetime shows. Joe Rogan is basically tenfold what the top-notch news outlet is in terms of viewership. So, yeah, I can see why they're they're a little afraid. But instead of the necessary and obvious introspection that they should be going through right now, wondering why do people trust a, a bald comedian UFC commentator over the media, the the esteemed journalists that have gone to J school and you know they've read Marx and stuff like that. Like these <laughs> these people, they're super informed, yet they always seem to be wrong. Now, obviously, if you've been following this saga, you know by now that Joe pseudo apologized for all of this. You know he kind of gave the "if I offended you, I'm sorry," which is you know pretty dismissive, but at the same time, you know, he's Joe Rogan. He, I've been listening to the guy long enough, and I've been following his career going all the way back to the man show, watched him call UFC fights, watched a bunch of his stand-ups, Monkeys in Space, I believe, is the one that I like the most. He's got a joke in there about Brock Lesnar that just, it gets me every goddamn time. Every time I see Brock Lesnar, I think of that joke, and I start laughing. So go find that. Um, It may not necessarily be in that special, but go watch a bunch of Joe Rogan stand-up. Like, support the guy. He's out here standing up for truth. He's standing up for your ability to hear alternative opinions. And at a bare minimum, even if you don't like them, even if you don't agree with them, that's worth note. Like, I mean, I think that's a pretty fucking awesome thing, given that keep on rocking in the free world over here wants to shut down speech. Here's a guy who doesn't agree with me and you in all likelihood on a vast majority of political issues, and yet he still wants you and I to be able to speak and you and I to be able to listen to people like Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, both of which were kind of the hot-button guests, I guess, that he had on his show recently that kind of kicked off all of this controversy. I watched all, what, four to six hours of those conversations between the two shows. Uh, Yes, there is some stuff that is incorrect. Yes, there is some stuff that is speculation on certain you know, on certain fronts, but Peter McCullough even corrected, you know, one of his things. Now, do you have to follow Peter McCullough around everywhere and get his up-to-date, you know, corrections? I mean, hey, if you want to, that's up to you, but a few of the things that I know he said in that Rogan interview were incorrect. One of the things that he said was that people can't get this more than once. Now, at the time, 
that was potentially true because Omicron hadn't become, you know, predominant here in in the U.S. and hadn't been studied on a wide scale across the world yet. Once Omicron became a part of the picture, a second infection of COVID, even though it's two different variants of the virus at this point, is possible. He was on show since Rogan and corrected that point. You've got Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the pioneers in mRNA vaccination. They're now talking about making all vaccines mRNA vaccines. As a matter of fact, I believe one of the big companies just just developed an HIV vaccine or an AIDS vaccine, one or the other. Okay, that's great. It's also mRNA. So Dr. Malone is one of the pioneers of that technology. Did he invent these specific vaccines? No, but he sure knows a hell of a lot more than, oh, I don't know, 99.99999% of the people in existence. 0.9999999999% of people who have ever existed. This guy knows. He knows a fuck ton more than Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow could ever conceivably know about anything, probably. And yet, these guys are branded as misinformation. Whereas, if you are Rachel Maddow, and you tell people that if you get vaccinated, the vax, the virus stops at you and does not spread to another person, something that she's not only said, but tweeted, and is still up, and for some reason, no one seems to be concerned about that misinformation. And in Rogan's apology, he kind of talked about stuff like this. He said, you know, eight months ago, if you said cloth masks don't work, you would have been kicked off social media. He's correct. And, by the way, cloth masks don't work. This is recognized by CNN, by their lead doctors. This is recognized by Rochelle Walensky of the CDC. Even though the CDC are still putting out information saying that all masks work, which is just nonsense. Obviously, some work better than others, which is obvious because they're different, right? Like a cloth mask and an N95 respirator mask are very different animals. Dr. Leanna Wen from CNN described cloth masks as nothing more than facial decorations. This was like a month and a half ago. I may have even mentioned it on my last show. Rogan also talked about the lab leak theory, which, again, if you mentioned a year ago on social media, could have very well gotten you kicked off or fact-checked or blah, blah, blah. That is now considered to be basically fact. We don't know for certain, but we do know that it's extraordinarily unlikely that a, a virus of this design occurred in nature, and oh, by the way, they're still yet to find a single specimen of a single bat anywhere in China that carries this disease. (laughs) So you would think, I mean, have we completely ruled out natural evolution of this virus? No, but it's extraordinarily likely that this was generated in a lab. And I mean, look no further than some of the stuff that's recently come out about Fauci is that he was on air saying that the lab leak was a conspiracy theory while having top-level secret meetings with high-level officials about the likelihood that this was a lab leak. And the conclusion of that meeting was, yeah, this is probably a lab leak, and we may have funded it, so And that's the end of that. Rogan also talked about the efficacy of the vaccines. If you said... That you could, you will, if you get vaccinated, you could still get and spread this virus. That was considered misinformation. And alas, we all know that is absolute fact right now. So, 
Rogan, you know, apologized, sort of. Am I giving him probably a little more credit than he's due? Yeah, maybe. Again, I'm a big fan. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. Uh, I podcast largely because of people like Joe Rogan, right? So Joe Rogan, you know, should he have just told everyone to fuck off? Probably. Um, Is he doing, in my opinion, everything he needs to do contractually in order to maintain that if Spotify lets him go, that they have to pay him out? Yeah, that's probably what's going on right now. And I don't blame him one bit. $100 million, a lot of fucking money. I think he's only been over there about a year. So he's probably only got about $10 million. You know, I maybe there was a signing bonus, whatever the case may be. He has come, you know, nowhere near close to acquiring the full $100 million that he is due from Spotify, who signed him to this massive exclusive deal. And rightfully so, he's got the biggest podcast in the history of ever. So if you're looking to build your platform around podcasts, that was the one to throw a fuck ton of money at, especially given the fact that they're probably not throwing money at Ben Shapiro anytime soon. I believe they are. I I believe all the Daily Wire shows are on Spotify, though. So give it time. They won't be. But go listen to them now before they go away. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Rogan's got this whole thing going on right now. Spotify, they're going to start putting up disclaimers at the beginning. I'm I'm kind of with Stu Bergier from the Blaze TV about this. Uh, it, you know, if you're if the options are stupid disclaimers that absolutely no one really pays attention to, or outright censorship, yeah, I'm gonna take the disclaimers. Now, you know, do I, I do I wish that Joe Rogan could just go on the air and say and do whatever he wants? Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's he's he's again a comedian and a UFC commentator. If you're taking his medical advice. There's, there's little hope for you, but very few people are actually taking his medical advice. They're talking to Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, highly credentialed, highly published authors in their field, they're doctors in their field, and this is really, this is the real problem about Joe Rogan and about these guys, is that the left loves the appeal to authority. They love it. They love to say, hey, look, look at this PhD from Harvard who definitely wasn't entirely indoctrinated in our leftist ideology. He's really smart. He says the Republicans are wrong. We should listen to him. The problem with that becomes is when you constantly appeal to authority, A, there are other authorities that disagree, and apparently they only ever appear in any sort of long form on Joe Rogan, and he will continue to do that even if he is forced to or willing to have on opposing opinions, you know, the next day, he's still going to have a three-hour podcast with Peter McCullough. And you're still going to be able to hear what this guy has to say. And listening to him talk, I mean, do I understand a ton of what he's talking about when he gets into the crazy medical jargon? No. But you could just see how the guy's brain works and the amount of knowledge that he has in his dome. It's like insane. And, and frankly... If you're, if you're going to watch that episode, I might find it on a mechanism that you can slow it down because he talks very fast. He knows this stuff cold. And so when Joe is asking him questions, he's got the data like right on the tip of his tongue. So when the left continues to appeal to authority, but then they say, no, no, but not that authority. Well, why? What's the difference between, you know, Dr. Fauci and Dr. McCullough? I'll tell you the difference. Dr. McCullough is more published, more credentialed, than has seen more patients. <gasps> we can't have that. So we got to shut down anybody who might interview this guy, and that's ultimately 
where we found ourselves. Another problem with their constant appeal to the authority is that the authorities have been laughably wrong almost every step of the way on this whole virus. Masks work, vaccination stops spread, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, everything you've heard about this, children are dying in large numbers. This affects, you know, basically not even saying as much, but acting as if this virus affects everybody equally when we know that if you're older, if you're obese, you have any sort of serious medical, you know, pre-existing conditions, you are way more susceptible to hospitalization and death from COVID than I am, young, healthy, and unafraid. Yes, that's me knocking on wood. But nevertheless, uh, I'm a survivor now, so I'm, I should be good for about a year unless an extraordinarily more viral, you know, a, a more um, contagious variant should pop up. And even then, it would presumably be milder because that's how viruses work, and that's how this virus has worked. We had the alpha, the original, then delta, more transmissible, twice as transmissible, not quite as deadly, and then Omicron, 70 times more transmissible than Delta, and, you know, presumably significantly less. I won't go as far as to say 70 times again, but way, way, way less deadly than the Delta variant. So here we are. If this continues, not only is this disease going to be, you know, endemic, it's going to be basically nothing. It's going to just be part of flu season, and that'll be it. And the American people agree, not only with me and with Rogan and the, the many doctors that have talked about this, but 70% of Americans in a recent poll, and yeah, I know polls, whatever, but 70% of people saying that it's time to just, you know, be, it's time to move past this, really, at the end of the day. We heard this from Barry Weiss over at uh, Bill Maher's show over the weekend, uh, maybe two weekends ago now. And uh, you know what, actually, I want to touch on that real quick before I move on to the to my next couple points. I do have one more thing about Rogan, too. Uh, but Barry Weiss is a leftist. She wrote for the New York Times. She left the New York Times because they're a bunch of anti-Semite, closed-minded a-holes. She moved over to Substack. She's making a name for herself over there. And Bill Maher had her on, and she said, look, you know, at the beginning of this, I was all in. I was wiping down the Pringles cans, and like I was taking my clothes off as soon as I got inside because I thought the COVID could be on there. And these are almost exact quotes, by the way. Um, she's like, I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, I know I did all the things everybody was, was doing and was supposed to do and everything they told us to do, you know, the experts told us to do. She was doing all of it and above and beyond. Apparently, I don't, I don't think that the clothes thing was ever something that they were telling us. Nevertheless, uh, she's over this. She got vaccinated. The vaccines have been widely available. They don't really work, but you know, you can get it and it'll most likely stop you from dying or being hospitalized. According to the data, uh, it's not going to stop you from getting it. It's not going to stop you from spreading it. And really, you know, this whole thing at the beginning was about slowing the curve to not overwhelm the hospitals. They're now manufacturing stories about hospitals being overwhelmed. I even had a client today. God bless her. She's my favorite client. I'm not going to drop her name for obvious reasons. Um, but she lives out in the middle of bumfuck. She's like way out, not even in the Midwest. She's like in the West Midwest. Like we're talking like Idaho, you know, like Wyoming, that Montana, like out in that area. And she was talking to one of my bosses today, one of, one of her financial advisors and said that the local hospitals near her are filled with COVID patients. Well, I immediately looked it up to see if that was the case. Of people that are in the hospital right now, 25% of them have COVID. 
but are not necessarily there because of COVID. So you've got, you know, they're at roughly about 80% capacity in their ICUs. Only about 20% or 25% of that are people that are there with COVID and not all of them are there because of COVID. So the idea that this poor woman, and again, I love this woman dearly. She's one of my favorite customers, clients, whatever. Um, she, you know, is she's a very smart woman, but she's stuck home because she's an older woman. She's worried about this virus, and rightfully so at her age, but she's stuck inside watching cable news all day, and now she's as terrified as anybody else, because if you sit at home and you just watch this shit all day, you have been propagandized. You are being literally programmed to be a scared sheep, and like I said, in her case, she's got a little bit more reason to be afraid. She's up there in age. You know, she's, she's, I, I don't know her health history. I, I can imagine she's probably not like super thin at her given her age based on conversations I've had with her. She doesn't sound like she's incredibly active. Um, so it is what it is. She has some reason to be afraid, but she has no reason to be petrified and staying inside her house in perpetuity to be, you know, to, to, to only to sit there and be told that it's like the whole world is on, on fire outside. You must stay in here. And collect your money from your investment portfolio and and pay your bills and then eventually die. Because that's basically where she's at right now. And that's very unfortunate because, again, she's a very sweet lady. But um, nevertheless, it, it can happen to any of us. Really, if I sat at home all day and watched CNN, I think eventually, eventually it would it would just break me. Right? Because, I mean, obviously I know most of what they're saying is a lie. But if that's all I was exposed to ever, I have nothing to compare it to. So eventually, I might start to believe some of this stuff. It could happen to any of us. I've seen it happen to very smart people I personally know. Friends, family members, coworkers. Like, I have a coworker who's just, she's still wearing the mask everywhere. Uh, and I think she's like, you know, she's a very bright girl. She does have a baby at home. Maybe that has something to do with it. But, man, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know that thing isn't fucking protecting you. You're vaccinated. If that works, why aren't you like relying on it? You know, why, 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 why take all this extra precaution? I don't ever say anything to her because I don't care. But if the day should ever come that she demands I need to put one on, that's when I'm going to start caring. And that's the problem, right? At the end of the days, you've got two schools of thought. You've got live and let live. And the other side of it is live exactly how I want you to live. And there's no alternative, otherwise you're a racist or something. You don't care about old people. Meanwhile, we voted for all the governors that killed all the old people. It's a very weird, almost overwhelming level of hypocrisy. You know, you always see the idiots on the, the, the Twitter libs, as I like to call them. They're always, if, if it wasn't for hypocrisy, Republicans would have nothing. I'm like, really? Point me to your super principled Democrats. I'm not going to defend the Republicans. I think they are a bunch of hypocrites and a bunch of liars. The problem is, is that they often lie about things that they're going to do for me and then don't. Whereas Democrats are pretty open about things they're going to do to me and they fucking follow through. So, yeah, I'm going to take the party that does nothing over the party that consistently tries to fuck me over. <laughs> and even the people that they claim that, oh, my God, if you should be one of the people that the Democrats claim to help. You, there is no better reason for you to vote Republican because they always seem to, you know, punish effectively the people that they claim to help the most. 
I mean, see the welfare state, you know, the new society, all that sort of stuff 50 years later, and we're still hearing about systemic racism and blah, 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 and like all this sort of stuff. I don't deny racism exists. I think it's everywhere. I think there's a lot of people who are varying degrees of racist. I think that's the side effect of living in a free society is that unfortunately, many people will think the quote wrong things. In that case, I think we can all agree. Well, maybe we can't all agree because here we have the president of the United States saying that he is going to pick a black woman to be on the Supreme Court, something I wanted to get to later. I'll get back to Rogan at the end, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we could circle our way back around to, to Joe Rogan. But, you know, Justice Breyer is retiring because he sees the writing on the wall and he understands that in November the Democrats are going to get absolutely slaughtered. He doesn't want to ride it out through another, you know, two terms, uh, two years of Biden where it'll be a Republican-controlled Senate that he'll probably, his replacement will probably never get confirmed. And then, in all likelihood, another four years with a Republican as president, if not eight. So Breyer decided to get out while the getting is good. Democrats still have control. Let's go ahead and, and get out and let Biden pick my replacement. Fair enough. I mean, I like I like what all this means, and that is that the Democrats understand they are going to get trounced in November. And they're just conceding that point now. Let's get Breyer out. Let's replace him. Frankly, I kind of thought Clarence Thomas should have done this with with Trump. But given, you know, uh, it's tough with Trump's Supreme Court picks, right? Because Amy Coney Barrett has not been wonderful. Gorsuch has been kind of like a Roberts Jr., although not quite as bad as Roberts. But if it was not for those three justices, we would probably have an OSHA vax mandate in place right now. Now... Even this court, while they did get rid of the OSHA mandate, which is right because, you know, there's no constitutional uh, authority for OSHA or any executive branch agency to be doing the type of things that they were doing. It's discriminatory, not only medically speaking, but why companies of 100 or more? Why not the companies, you know, why not all companies? Well, because they knew they would crush small business even more than they already did. That and a lot of businesses, when you get down to the small businesses, those are the ones that rebel. Those are the ones that say, fuck you, I'm opening my shop. I don't care if you have lockdowns in place. I need to cut hair. I need to make a living. So they they neglected that. Not to mention the federal government broadly doesn't have this sort of authority. Not to mention the vaccines don't fucking work. Oh, yeah, that too. That might have been a thing that, that probably played a little part in the whole, you know, decision there. But... They did still end up splitting the baby, saying that healthcare workers still need to get this, particularly, or more specifically, healthcare workers that work at hospitals that receive federal funding, which is basically all of them. So, yeah, because you're receiving federal funding, now all of a sudden we have this authority because you're taking our money. I kind of wish that the federal government would would attach these types of things to the money that they give out more often, right? Like, oh, we're going to give you money. Yeah, you know, we're going to give you money, Pennsylvania, to fix that bridge that collapsed just so conveniently as Biden was there to talk about infrastructure. Not suggesting anything, even though I definitely am. Um, but yeah, we're going to give you the money, but you need to definitely spend that money on fixing that bridge and not on putting gender studies books in kindergartens. I'm, I'm, in, you know, look, if, if the government is going to start handing out money like candy on Halloween, which it seems to like to do, particularly under this administration, it should come with some caveats. 
you should have to do certain things. And I'm sure that there is a language or whatever it is that, that might exist now. It's not strict enough. I need to be able to go online and see like the itemized bill for how that money was spent. It's 2022, folks. The Internet's a thing. Computers are a thing. We should be able to do all of this. There should be complete and utter transparency on this sort of stuff. And, I mean, that infrastructure bill was passed a few months ago. Have you, and and seriously, let me know, have you heard of or seen any infrastructure in your area being improved as a result of the signing of that $1.9 trillion infrastructure package? Every state's getting a certain chunk of that money. Where's that money going? I mean, I'm, I'm here in New Jersey. Our ass clown governor took so much COVID relief money, and he took it in bonds that can't be paid back early, that we supposedly have like a $9 billion surplus. It seems to me like that $9 billion that we can't just pay our loans back with because the moron who used to be a businessman for some reason wants to wants us to have to pay all this interest long beyond his term in governor because he's a fucking idiot. Um, instead of taking that $9 billion and spending it on fixing the infrastructure because he's a governor and he might have a slightly better idea as far as the needs of New Jersey than some idiot in D.C., you know, because he's here and he can see it with his own fucking beady eyes. Nevertheless, no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna let the government, the federal government, sign a 1.9 trillion dollar bill. Everyone's gonna get a little piece of it, and it's all gonna fucking disappear. Your infrastructure will be no better. But we're all told that this was gonna make everybody's lives better. I'm willing to bet. It will not, in any substantial way, make any of your lives better. Prove me wrong. Seriously. Um, um, That's a challenge to the White House and to the governors out there. Prove me wrong. We do desperately need infrastructure fixed in this country, but it shouldn't be done from the federal level. It should be done from the state level. What the fuck are you collecting state taxes for if you can't fix my bridge that resides in your state? I mean, it's theft as it is. You might as well at least use the money for some good. Like if somebody took 20 bucks out of your pocket and donated it to St. Jude, you wouldn't be nearly as mad as if they put, took 20 bucks out of your pocket and went and you know bought two packs of cigarettes, which you can't even do in New Jersey anymore because they're fucking 13, packs, 13 bucks a pack now. It's crazy. I had to fuck an old lady for a pack of smokes the other night. It was awkward to say the least and dry. But nevertheless, we uh, let's get back onto the Joe Rogan front here, and then I'm going to close out with the Great Reset, which is you know something so many people have been talking about. But all right, so back to Rogan. There was some goober. I don't even know how to describe this guy. I don't really know who he is or why he's famous. I guess his name is Ethan Klein. He's got something called the H3H3 podcast. Is it like some sort of gaming thing? I couldn't tell you. The only reasons I even know this fucking guy exists is, A, he he told Steven Crowder that he would debate him once and then didn't debate him but showed up with some other guy who also didn't debate him. Yeah, that's where we're at. Meanwhile, this clown seems to think that he's, you know, 
somehow somebody I, I again i'm trying to wrap my head around it, and this is from somebody who's like a nobody like this guy's got a bunch of followers which isn't to say anything because let's say you know let's face it there's a lot of fucking idiots out there but this guy went on this tirade about rogan and appears to have not stopped since like he's a legitimately obsessed with rogan so here's where it all started joe rogan this is a uh, ethan klein tweeting i don't have a date here nor does it really matter he says joe rogan who lives on elk meat, egg yolk, and human growth hormone with lungs full of tar, thinks he's healthier than everyone. This MFR, real tough guys, definitely write MFR. This MFR is such a bitch, decided to write bitch, that when he got COVID, he threw, quote, the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, you're with no apostrophe, just ride it out like you said a man should. All right, let's stop there for a second. First and foremost, eating elk meat and extraordinarily healthy for you egg yolk i don't know if ethan hasn't read a nutrition book since the food pyramid but egg yolks are not all that bad for you now they have some healthy fats and the omega-3s um yes joe rogan has admitted to taking human growth hormones so i guess he got one right there with lungs full of tar not incredibly likely i mean he does smoke a cigar every so often and you don't inhale those he smokes pot but they don't really generate tar in the way that like a cigarette or a inhaled cigar would. So wrong again. He thinks he's healthier than everyone. Well, he's 20 years older than Ethan Klein, and he looks to be in infinitely better shape than Ethan could ever hope to be. And then let's get to this part, because this is, you know, this is this is why when you don't know anything about a subject, you probably shouldn't make a big fucking deal about how little you know about anything. He says, this MFR is such a bitch. That when he threw, he got COVID, he threw, quote, the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, just ride it out like you said a man should. Okay. Here's the problem. Joe was touring at that time, which meant that every day Joe had to quarantine. Joe was going to be missing dates. Not only missing out on money, but disappointing fans. He threw the kitchen sink at it, and he was over it in 48 hours. Tested negative and was able to continue his tour. Not to mention the Joe Rogan Experience, which is a daily podcast that he does, where people, Spotify most definitely, want him there to do the show. Because he's the show! So he needs to be able to go do his job in order for his show to go on, his concert, or his his, stand-up show to go off without a hitch. There's people whose jobs revolve around whether or not Joe can get to work on any given day. So he wanted to throw the kitchen sink at it. It worked, by the way, fuck nuts. And he tested negative in two days and was able to resume his life. So again, when you don't know anything about the situation, all he had to do was watch a fucking Instagram video where Joe explained all this and not the one on CNN where they altered it to make him look like he was green. The actual Instagram video... And again, guy was over it in two days. And he's treated many of his friends, or he hasn't treated, but he's hooked his friends up with the same treatment that he got through the doctors that prescribed it to him. And they've all had similar results, Aaron Rodgers and Dana White included. Next up from Mr. Klein, and uh, there's more to this thread, and I just, I think I gave up after these two tweets. So here's the second one. Dude has caused so much vaccine hesitancy and misinformation And he doesn't even have the balls to stand by the shit he preaches. 
Now he's on his show talking about how fat people should just die of COVID due to such a fucking piece of shit. So he he finally stepped it up and was able to spell out the word fuck good for Ethan. Um, fairly certain at no point did Joe seriously say on his show that fat people should just die of COVID. What he was saying is that if our health experts, experts, were actual fucking experts, they might tell people that this virus is extraordinarily dangerous to people who are obese and have pre-existing conditions, many of which stem from obesity. And that if instead of, you know, running around with five face diapers on, you maybe just went for a jog outside, got some vitamin D and a little bit of cardio, you won't be as susceptible to this disease. He did not say fat people should die, but fat people are in fact dying, and many of them are dying because they're fat. Still crossing my fucking fingers that Lizzo catches this thing. But yeah, that's Ethan Klein who has, since these tweets, decided to post a bunch of pictures of himself side by side with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan and him have like, you know, they have like bellies, I guess you could say. Joe Rogan's has like, you could see abs in it. (laughs) He's got like fucking ab muscles that are basically so big he kind of looks like he's pregnant. He's also only like five foot four, so, you know, keep in mind everything's scrunched down. Ethan Klein has, just looks like he's pregnant, like no definition, no nothing, he's got this like creepy pedo mustache and this weird smile on his Twitter profile that I'm unfortunately looking at the moment, so I'm going to scroll down, but yeah, the comparisons between Ethan Klein and Joe Rogan are non-existent, they only exist really in between the ears of Ethan Klein, and I'm sure Joe Rogan doesn't even know who this guy is, and I'm sorry that I had to share his existence with you. Nevertheless, let me close this thing out here. The Great Reset. So what is it, right? It's a it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, that is what it is. It's, it's less of a theory and more of like, hey, open your fucking eyes and look around. The theory is basically that there are powerful people working behind the scenes in order to basically... The, the Great Reset is, is a cultural, social, social, religious, you know, scientific, biological overhaul of humanity... But specifically, it's an economic redistribution coming out of a big chaotic situation like COVID. We've had a pandemic. You know, everybody's kind of looking for answers, or at least the the saps that look to the government for answers. And the governments, the IMF, actually, I believe, just had a whole forum and a whole economic rollout strategy for how we're going to come out of COVID. And they called it the Great Reset because they're just trying to fucking troll people like us who aren't dumb enough to fucking believe that these things are conspiracy theories, especially when they literally put the exact fucking name on their economic plan, and then they roll it out like, oh, we're going to help everybody out after COVID. It's like, no, 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 no. You guys fucked everyone up during COVID. No one wants your help now, or at least the sane amongst us, so all four of us. But nevertheless, we know the Great Reset is a real thing because Twitter fact-checked it, and they are yet to quite figure out that once more, the sane amongst us see these Twitter fact checks as really more confirmations than they are, you know, debunkings. So when Twitter tells you, no, 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 this is definitely not happening, you could take it to the bank that's fucking happening. We're already starting to see the slow roll back on ivermectin, right? Reuters put in, I'm going to put this in the show notes, by the way. Reuters printed an article about how a Japanese company is using ivermectin And what do you know, it has some sort of antiviral effect against COVID. Now, those of us who didn't start yelling, heart pain, 
immediately knew that in 2015, scientists won the Nobel Prize in the field of medicine for using ivermectin for its antiviral capabilities against pathogenic coronaviruses, particularly ones that reside in the lungs. <laughs> it's like it's like it was fucking made to save people from COVID, and they just kept telling you, horse paint, Joe Rogan, horse paint. Yeah, okay. So, again, great reset, definitely happening. Ivermectin definitely treats COVID. Okay, that's that's my assessment based on the fact checkers lying to you at every conceivable turn. What I want to talk about more specifically is the great reset that's been right in front of us all these years. And I'm, I'm looking at a keyboard right now because I'm obviously recording on a computer. And I'm seeing Control, I'm seeing Alt, and I'm seeing Delete. Particularly any of you who have ever operated a computer that runs on Windows, you know exactly what those three keys are. That's going to reset your computer or open the task manager in most cases. But the Alt-Control-Delete, I'm sorry, Control-Alt-Delete, we got we to gotta go in proper order here. Control-Alt-Delete, it's the reset that, like I said, has been right in front of us this entire time. It's their plan. They're going to control you. They're going to they're gonna try to get you to lock down and lose your job and, and make you wear a face diaper. And if that doesn't work, they're going to move on to phase two. Just they're going to alter you. They're going to pump shit into your body. They're going to make you get shit pumped into your body. You don't want to be controlled. We will change you so that you want to be controlled. See, anyone who watches any of the fucking mainstream media, including Fox pretty much these days. And if those two don't work, well, we're going to delete you. Isn't it obvious? It's been right in front of us this whole time. Why those letters? Why those keys? Control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete. It's a reset. They're going to control you, and if that doesn't work, they're going to alter you. And if that doesn't work, they're going to delete you. See Joe Rogan and all of the other cancelees. But Whoopi Goldberg can go on TV and say a bunch of stupid shit about the Holocaust. Actually, I think we all owe Whoopi a favor, right? Whoopi came out and said that the Holocaust wasn't really about race, which means that the Nazis weren't really racist, which means that when the Democrats are calling us Nazis, they're not really calling us racist. I, I don't follow any of that logic either, but I'm sure Whoopi Goldberg would. Anyway, that's it. That's all I really got for you fine folks. I hope this uh, sounds okay. I, I, you know, I can almost kind of hear myself a little bit, but I, I, the new setup is, is interesting. It's a new year. It's a new mic, but it's the same old Harrison and the same old Right Opinion. Once more, find me on Twitter at Right Opinion Pod. Find us on the Substack, rightopinionpod.substack.com. Podbean, iTunes, maybe Google Play, probably not Amazon, definitely not Spotify. And most definitely find me on the Twitter machine at Right Opinion Pod. Again, that's where I'm doing all the heavy lifting. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. I've been Harrison Bergeron, and that must mean it's time for me to remind you that opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but this asshole has the right opinion. You can only get it right here on the Right Opinion Podcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Boom. Boom.